This one's called Ode to Rob. Was an April weekend in 2018 We knew what lay ahead for us A carnage not yet seen Started on the Friday Overworks was nearly here We lined up Okay, whoa, 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 whoa There's plenty of time for taking the piss out of me in this podcast Let's just get going Please note, this podcast is entirely supported by you, the listener. Without your kind donations, we simply could not produce this podcast. If you want to keep hearing more from us, please look out for our Patreon campaign that will be launched next week. Hello everyone and welcome to episode number two of the Brewdog News Podcast. This has been recorded on the 22nd of April 2018. We're your weekly source for all the latest news, views, thoughts and reviews from the world of Brewdog and craft beer. This show is hosted by myself, Robert Cooper. And with me, Bruce Cameron. And he was out until 5am, so I'm delighted to announce he made it on here. It's our guest, Mr. Peter Brown. Morning. Have you just woken up? Nah, we bet. <laughs> Coming up on this week's show, we're going to be talking about all the business news from the AGM. We've a chat about quality issues with Punk IPA. Watty is back on the voicemail. We've two competitions to tell you about. And we're joined by Ben Press from Brewdog. We've got a frankly ridiculous amount of other interesting stories to tell you about as well. Standard disclaimer time, we are all shareholders in BrewDog PLC, but we do not work for or speak on behalf of BrewDog. So without further ado, it's that time. I finished a bit early. Ah! So we're here today in Aberdeen, we've got 6,000 equity pounds. Had a really great day tasting some incredible beer. What I love most about your company is the passionate, talented, massively hard-working bunch of people that we have. James Watt. Martin Dickey, she's diabolical, absolutely diabolical. You can either sit on the sidelines and be passive, or you can take an active stance. So, did, did, did you both have a nice AGM? Yes. A what? <laughs> yes, I, I remember all of it. I remember every single minute. I had a fantastic time. I basically just drunk the um, Northern Monk Heathen, Double Heathen, all afternoon. <laughs> well, that's nice for you. What about yourself, Peter? Yeah, I had an absolute belter of a weekend. <laughs> to say the least, ATM was obscenely good. Thanks yeah. to me by surprise. And the beers, oh, was it the... What are they called? What are they called? Cloudwater? They had a triple IPA or something. It was I missed absolutely that. obscene. Like, it was oh. so good. I had four different people. Like, have you tried this shit? Yeah. <laughs> I missed that too. Did you? Yeah. Uh... I heard you were a bit strapped up. Yeah, it was... Uh, it was... Did it go well then, Rob? Yeah, yeah. It was... Uh... It, I mean, it, the AGM just sounded fantastic from the outside of the building, I can tell you that much. <laughs> oh, anyway, listen, let's not dwell on that. We've nope. uh, we've got Billy's song at the end of the show that explains everything. So. Absolutely. Right, uh, yeah, so um, Beachwalk, you did that, Peter. How did that go? As many turned out as they thought? Uh, I think there must have been about 100 of us, roughly. That's I mean, we were, split, we were split. There's a really good couple of photos, actually, up in the forum. 
Yeah. Um, there was a couple of videos. We started the Mexican wave, which was amazing fun. Nice. <laughs> and the weather was all right. That's good. Well, it was good. And I had um, a cheeky, cheeky can of very big moose tonka bean for the walk. Ooh. What do you think of that? Oh, it was lovely. It's, it is, really, it? it's really big in the cinnamon, but once you get over it initially, it's tasty as. Nice. And uh, me and Bruce were up at Overworks for the launch on the Friday night, which yep. was really nice. Bruce, have you been converted to a sour beer drinker? Nope. <laughs> Amazing. Not listen. For me, it's it's all right. They're nice. They are nice beers. I just no. It's not oh, come for me. on. Come on. I, I know. On. I know. I know. I had a canty on in the park on Friday. It was great fun. Weather was sunny in the park. Is that a pub? No, no. It's Glasgow Green. Oh, the actual park. <laughs> <laughs> what do you Very think? Good. What do you think of the overworks? Uh, I really enjoyed the night. I was busy chatting away with loads of folk about podcast stuff, but um, I thoroughly enjoyed the sours, especially the one that they used to toast the new bar. Um, and uh, I was actually trying to set us up with a special episode to be recorded from Overwork. So Excellent. big cross fingers that'll come off good. eventually. So uh, anyway, right, less of that talk. Um, because I didn't catch the business talk at the AGM, uh, I've been through all the various announcements and projects that uh, James what, Markin, Martin Markin? Martin Dickey talked about this year, and I managed to distill the entire one-hour business talk down to just two minutes. Uh, I've got to give a big shout-out here to the wonderful Brewdog Abbey, who, as well as preparing the talk with James and Martin, took the time to double-check that the points I've noted in my two-minute version were roughly correct. Um, but before I launch into this, I thought... I was thinking, what else is two minutes long? Without going into too much detail, it's double the time I know. I'll give, I'll give you a clue. Here's something that's two minutes long. This is, of course, Blur's Song 2, which is two minutes long. So this gave me an idea. I wonder if someone who knows very little about Brewdog could read out all this news in under two minutes. So I took the mic along to my local pub, where friend of the show, Yvonne Beresford, was in the middle of a busy bar shift. I interrupted it, and I set her the challenge. So what do you think? Do you think she managed to do it all in two minutes? Because I could, when we practised it. I'm, I'm looking at the list. It's... Let me have a quick check again. It's a long, it's a long list. It's going to be tight. <laughs> what do you think, Bruce? Yes We're taking no? bits? We're taking bits in this? No, we can't gamble on this podcast. We'll right, okay, have to then. click the explicit button otherwise. <laughs> yeah, no worries. No, um, I think she might just run over. Okay, Peter? How quick were you when you were doing it? I did it in one minute 40. Oh, is he? I'll say she'll do it. No bother. Okay, here we go. Three, two, two one, go. The business news in two minutes. In 2017, they're the things that rocked. <laughs> Bars were up 11.1%, like for like on last year. The USA Brewery in Columbus was launched. The light for the brew dog, the site for the brew dog brewery in Australia has been found. Elvis Juice won a prestigious award and the lawyers found a way for it to keep its name. Brewdog remained in the Sunday Times fast track 100 for the sixth year running. Brewdog gave 369,000 to charity. There is a plethora of new beers and new bars, plus some of the international bars are being brought back into Brewdog ownership. Overworks, the world-class Sir Beer Brewery opened. Nicholas Sturgeon retweeted James and Martin, and the Epic Beer Visa was launched. Brewdog have bought a large stake in Hawk Cider. Things that sucked. The whole Pink Punk IPA kerfuffle. Indie Pale Ale version 1 was a disaster. Version 2 is much better. Some deals on promised new bars fell through, and the 1 million pint giveaway hasn't come close to giving away 1 million pints. 
now onto figures. Brewdog have seen 78% growth, UK growth year on year, and they now account for 1.5% of all off-trade sales. There are now one, there are now 15 million EFPs. Yes, EFPs. <laughs> Next, some quick bits of news. There's tons of new work going on in Ellen with the hotel and the continued expansion. And in Columbus, the hotel and Nubier Museum are well underway. There are more US distribution deals sorted. Lone Wolf is going great guns and has a new bottle design with whiskey and spice drum on the way. Ooh, spice drum. Brewdogs, the TV show season four is confirmed. New bars coming soon are Seoul, Edinburgh Airport, Manchester Brew Pub, Perth, Essex Road, Paris, Reykjavik, Barcelona Airport, Inverudi, St Andrews, Brixton, Paris Hotworks, Norcoping, Peterhead. There are of course a load of new beers including Brewdog Registration, also up as a brand. And of course Fanzine has launched. Finally there's a load of new AFP benefits. You can now get to... You can now get two free beers around your birthday time. You can get free beer schools and tours. Next day delivery is now standard in the online store. There's a new business dashboard launching. And they have confirmed you will soon get discount in the Draft House pubs. Oh, it was close enough. It was close enough. Thank you, Yvonne. Thank you, Yvonne. Too slow. Thank you. Not oh, close what? enough, I win. What a great sport. Honestly, she was... Yeah, well done brilliant for doing that. I actually genuinely kept customers waiting as well, which I thought was quite funny. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> yeah, so uh, let's run through these. There's obviously way too much for us to talk about, um, yeah. so I'm just going to fire through all the bullet points that Yvonne read out, and then we'll we'll see if anything jumps out at us. Um, so, good things then this year. Bars up 11.1% like on like on last year. Like on like? Like for like on last year. Good stuff. Um the USA Brewery in Columbus was launched, as we well know. It feels like that was a, that was 2016, wow. not 2017. Wow. Um, site for the Brewdog Brewery in Australia has been found. Uh, Elvis Juice, as we remember, it won its uh, award, and uh, the lawyers found a way for it to keep its name. Brewdog remained in the Sunday Times Fast Track 100 for the sixth year running, which has surely got to be getting close to some sort of record. Record, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and they gave 369000 to charity as part of the unicorn programme. That's all right. It is indeed. Uh, loads of new bar- bars and beers, uh, plus the interna- some of the international bars are getting bought back, which, I th- I th- as I understand that, that means that they were operated on a franchise and they're mm-hmm. now being the franchise owner will be bought out and they will become proper brew dog bars. Right, got you. Uh, on paper, at least, anyway. Um, Overworks, we've spoken about. Uh, yeah. I didn't notice that Nicola Sturgeon had retweeted James and Martin as part of a little bet thing that they had going. Which was... Oh, I didn't see that. I don't know what was the bet I... thing. Let's see. So, James, so Nicola Sturgeon just told me if I tweeted this beer at real Donald Trump, she would retweet it. Oh, that, is, that, is that not the one from November last year when it was? Yeah, because yeah, yeah, all this stuff will be 2017, yeah. Uh, Brewdog have invested in Hawk Cider. Um, I've got a whole thing coming up on Hawk Cider uh, next episode, so cool. uh, we'll chat about that then. Mm-hmm. Um, and of course, the beer visa with our lovely Abby was launched as well. Um, I got mine in the post eventually. <laughs> Mine's is here. No stamps. For where? Wow. <laughs> well, a passport yeah. holder on that, sir. He's holding it up to the camera, and it's a passport uh, holder. What's that? Yeah. And then look, look what Squiddy done to my Aberdeen one. What's he got? I just see a blur in the camera here. Pull it back just a bit. Yeah, there, there we go. go. Ah, he's put a little love heart. Oh, yeah, you got your Aberdeen stamp with love hearts. Lovely. Excellent. Uh, right, things that sucked. The whole pink IPA kerfuffle. Um, 
kind of surprised to see that they put that into the things that sucked category because I think it could go into the things that rocked category as yeah, well. Yeah, I mean, but maybe maybe it just didn't get depends it on the side of the, yeah, it depends yeah. on the side of the fence you sit on. Oh, no. uh, Indie Pale Fail, obviously. Version 1, that was no use. Version 2 is going much better. And one of our friends, Matthew, he's um, loving Indie Pale Ale now. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's definitely finding its market, much to, I think, the, a lot of people's surprise. <laughs> um, some deals on Promise New Bars fell through. I didn't see anything about that, but they did bring it up in the talk. Um, and the one million pint giveaway, which actually finishes in a few hours as we're recording this podcast, um, that didn't hasn't come close to giving away one million pints. Um, Does it even give away a hundred thousand? Goof. But the has. yeah, today's the last day as we're recording this podcast on Sunday. Today's the last day you can uh, create vouchers to use. I think you've got two or three weeks still to use them, though. Uh, right. Okay. You've so this got is them in your account. Yeah. Okay. So. so yeah, when this is going out and you're listening to this, you, you can't email. You can't anybody. create any no. new vouchers. Right. Yeah. Okay. So what uh, you're saying is make another ten email accounts and go to the pub for the night. Yeah. Nope. That's okay. not what I'm saying. Is it? <laughs> no. Uh, right. On to figures. Breedog have seen seventy-eight percent growth year on year, which is just falls into the category of stunning Ridiculous. figures that Breedog keep putting out. It's fantastic. Yeah. <coughs> they now account for one point five percent of all off-trade sales, which is amazing really wild yeah uh definitely i mean there's just just no doubt the brew dog are com- when they say that they're pushing this whole craft beer category forward as when it comes to off sales they are not joking um and the current round of fundraising this week um hit 15 million pounds decent uh, other quick bits that they covered, uh, all the work going on at Ellen um, and Columbus as well. A new a new beer museum in Columbus. I saw some uh, plans <laughs> for that, which is quite a cool thing. Um, more US distribution deals sorted. Uh, they'll be cautious on that because we've got a bit of news about Green Flash coming up later. Is it Green Flash? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Lone Wolf is going great guns with a new bottle design and whiskey and spiced rum on the way, which is good. And Uh, uh, as we thought... Sorry, sorry, Bruce, did you get to try... Nope. The whiskey (laughs) or the rum at the AGM? I did not, I did not. I was... I had um, it too late. Yeah. What were you doing at the AGM, Bruce? Is all this amazing stuff going on? I I was, I don't know, I was just kind of hanging around the back, you know, with couple of guys I'd bumped into and just chatting and going to the nearest bar. The thing that I found with regards to the bars that because they weren't numbered, it was so difficult to find oh, where things nightmare. were. That was, was a nightmare. nightmare. So I, you, I just stuck to the, the one bar and that, that was me. I definitely I didn't know. try as many beers this No, year, no, no. Neither did I. Like that was a big factor in that. Yeah. Not an inebriation, obviously. Um, as we thought, the TV show is definitely getting its fourth season. Um, there's a list of all the new bars. Um St. Andrew's is quite an interesting one because there seemed to be some confusion on the part of the bar that they bought, whether they'd actually bought it or not. Yeah, is this the one where the the owner or the manager was telling the staff that nothing's happening? Yeah, and they put up on Facebook that no Brewdog haven't bought us, but then Brewdog confirmed that they have, so a bit of a confusing one. Like it's a last grasp, you know, to make drama and get money maybe, who knows. Yeah. Um, and there's loads of new beers, uh, including, and I thought this one was quite interesting, Brewdog registering the Allsop um, brand, um, which if you look at the designs, it's like very, very sort of, I would say, 1950s oh, type yeah, design, yeah. It, came it? Up, it came up. It came up in the forum about six months ago. That's right. 
Um, some of the notes sitting there was talking way back then of what they were going to do that they wanted to take the old beer styles like James uh, replied to it directly saying they were only considering it back then but they wanted to use the overworks to make original versions of all the different like old school beer styles like see if you think of the old was it an old world India Pale on an old world Russian uh, Russian Russian Imperial Stout they did years ago so I think they can maybe go down that way as well go down the more old school brewing methods etc cool yeah, very good. Um, fanzine launched. Um, seemed to go pretty well. We've got some thoughts on that coming up later. Mm-hmm. Um, we've got a load of new FP benefits as well. Um, um, so you can now get two free beers around your birthday time, which is handy for you, Bruce. Yes, my birthday's in a few weeks' time, so I'll be quite... Listen, just a quick question. See, with the two beers, what do you get with your two beers? Right, so you still get your standard birthday beer, walk in the bar, get any uh, measure. Can't even say the word right today. Get any measure of a brew dog draft, so that can be anything. It can be a right. punk. I thought it was just like, I thought it was. Ah, okay. Can be a dog oh, tree. so you can go for something like, yeah, they've got like doggy on or something. You yeah, go, yeah, yeah. Ah. yeah. Or a Tokyo. For your birthday, you'll also get a uh, free beer you can add into your. What's it called? Your box. Cart. Your, shop, Cart. your box. Your beer box. Aye. No, um, and it's any of the headliner or amplified 10% ABV or lower, and it just goes along with another order. It's quite good for the people that don't have a bar near them. Mm-hmm. Free beer schools and tours. Um, I think as I saw something like this, it's it's if you organise a party of to go to a tour or do a beer school, you'll get your spot free. Aye. Um, next day delivery is now standard on the online store. Um, and there's a new business dashboard launching soon, which should be cool. Really hoping to get yeah. Daz on to talk about that. That's Digital Daz from Brewdog. And sorry, and they have confirmed you will soon get a discount in Draft House pubs, which we were wondering about. So that's great. Yeah, we're not going to mention how many of those there are. No. So. Yeah, yeah, let's just move on from that. <laughs> okay. There are eight more bits of news to tell you about. Uh, voicemails, an interview with Brewdog Ben, a.k.a. Ben Press. All that's still to come, and we've got the pub quiz to complete, and, of course, Billy's Ode to Rob, all about me not getting into the AGM. So do stick around, uh, but before then, let's take a minute to remind you why Brewdog is so special. This is a landmark moment. It's ten years since Brewdog began reshaping the UK beer scene. This is the shock of the new, the end of the beginning, and an apocalypse for the status quo. At BrewDog, we've been ripping up the rule book since day one as we pioneered a new generation of business models. Our business is part owned by over 50,000 people who love good beer as much as we do. They're our shareholders, our friends, our community and the heart and soul of our business. And this is your chance to join them. What started in 2007 with two humans and one dog has been one of the fastest growing businesses in the UK over the last seven years. Which now owns and operates two amazing breweries, one in Ellen, Scotland, and one in Columbus, Ohio. Has 50 fantastic beer buyers dotted all over the planet. Employs nearly 1,000 people and is on the Sunday Times list of the top 100 companies to work for. And equity punks who invested in 2009 and 2011 have seen the value of their investment increase by over 2,000%. And with this growth set to continue, this is your opportunity to get involved. Our future plans include expanding our existing breweries to keep pace with the demand, finalising and launching Overworks, our outstanding sour beer facility, opening more beer bars and brew pubs internationally, and building new breweries in Australia and China. 
by investing, you will entitle yourself to a lifetime discount in all of our bars and our online shops. Get an invite for you and a friend to our legendary AGM and benefit from our future growth. With your help, we want to create a debut world. One where consumers become owners and businesses can empower global change. Equity for Punks is an equilibrium between heart and head. No borders, no rules, no limits. The future won't be dictated to us by mega corporations, but shaped by people like you and us. This is about creating a new normal and changing business forever. This is Equity for Punks. Right, on to the voicemails. We're keen to hear from you here on the BrewDog News Podcast, so please feel free to call us on 01224 518 501 and leave us a message. We've got two voicemails this week. Uh, first up is a message from a friend of the show. Uh, this is Matt. Voice Seder, it's Matt here. No, I swear, that is not how that is supposed to sound. I said to you before we started recording this was going to be funny. It wasn't supposed to sound like that. Hold on a minute. <laughs> right, uh, let's try that again. Here is, uh, here's Matt on the voicemail. Boys, how you doing? It's Matt here. Now, obviously, craft beer is the big thing now, and uh, you get pairing events, uh, pairing with this, pairing with that. Uh, what beer complements what food? It's all a whole new world. Uh, so my question to you is this. What beer would you pair with a chicken and mushroom pot noodle? Thanks very much. <laughs> ah, well, there's Matt uh, asking the important questions today. What beer would you pair with a chicken and mushroom pot ah, noodle? That's easy. Oh, it's a Jack Haller. A jackhammer? Uh, I'd go Saison, maybe. Really? I'd go something quite uh, light. I'd probably just go for like a half of Elvis juice or something, I think. Uh, I'd rather have a Bombay bad boy than a chicken and mushroom pot noodle. I mean, Matt, get it together. Thanks, Matt. Anyway, uh, our next voicemail. Uh, this one's from, it looks like someone called Watty from Old Meldrum. Uh, I'll just play this in. Hi, hi, Brewdog News Podcast. Swati here for Al Meldrum. Before you in, did you hear a good time at the AGM? I had a fair scalp, and it's safe to say that I was no real the next day. No, I didn't care if it was a dodgy pint or fit, but it made me win Fit is it that Brewdog D to make sure that other beer turns out our right and does not give me a squirty bum? If you could answer that question, that would be smashing. Aye, so uh, what he wants to know, what steps Brewdog take to ensure their beer is perfect every time we taste it? I think that's what he said. Aye. Basically, uh, to, to summarise that part. <laughs> well, uh, just before the AGM, I got to sit down with the awesome Ben Press. You know him as Brewdog Ben on the forums. And we had a chat about exactly this. Uh, now, I did record a much longer version of this interview with Ben, uh, but because we're already miles over time where, where we should be in this podcast, I've edited it down to just the chat about the punk. Um, we'll definitely have Ben on the show in the near future to tell us much more. But for now, um, let me pop you over to this interview I did with Ben just before the AGM. The sound quality is not great because it was recorded live in Dogtap. I'm over in Dogtap now with Ben Press. Uh, ben, you your official job title is cost accountant. What what exactly does cost accountant do at Brewdog? Uh, okay, so cost accountant 
generally is someone who will look at in a, in a manufacturing industry they'll look at the product cost so the unit cost of every product coming out of the coming off the production lines basically so um, that sometimes can be quite easy so you've got things like your malt your hops uh, yeast water all these things have a very easy cost to work out you know how much you put in you know how much it costs you um, where it gets a bit more difficult is when you get to things like um, working out people's time and apportioning that on a per case basis or working out the utilities the overheads um, any other consumables that you might use that you're not going to sit and assign to every single case of product coming off the line so my job is to take both of those things put them all together and you know huge horrible spreadsheet that kicks out some numbers <laughs> and um, then that basically tells us what our product cost is now one of the reasons why i was really keen to speak to you today is um, you are very active on the forums the reason why i was chatting to you today more specifically was there was a thread on the forum a little um, a few weeks ago people were, were saying bringing up once again the consistency issue with punk and uh, now you like i say you've got a a great overview of what goes on in the entire process and um, so I know you're not going to be able to sort of speak too much about quality mm -hmm. issues and things like that however you did make some great points so um, yeah I think the first question is uh, certainly from my point of view why do you think punk gets singled out for um, issues of consistency and people saying they're not happy with it I'm honestly not sure uh, like I said on the forum I think every punk that leaves here is exactly how you'd expect punk to be because of all the controls in place. So we have numerous lab results. I think there's hundreds and hundreds of lab tests every month. Yeah. Um, so we check things like ABV, Ks, IBUs, um, colour, off-flavour compounds, all those sorts of things. And uh, then it also goes through the taste panel as well. So we have maybe 200 trained tasters on site. Okay, wow. So um, that's everyone from brewers who have to go that's their job yeah. and quality team always go and then you've got people like me from the officers so we can sit uh, we do a three day training course and if you can prove that you can pick out these off flavours and you can recognise brands by tasting them without being told what they were and you know what they're supposed to taste like then you can also go on the taste panel so every day um, we go in and there'll be whatever was brewed or packaged yesterday and it'll be a very stages production. You'll just it'll just get a screen and say, "This is what it is. Is it good?" And you have to score it one to ten. Anything seven or anything to seven needs to be approved by Jason or John J Allen. Jason's, or Jason Jason Bond, the head brewer. Yeah. Yeah, has to be or Fraser Gormley, the head of quality, before it will go out. Anything less just won't go anywhere. Yeah. Oh, that's really interesting. I had no idea there were so many people involved with that process. So just for clarity then, so every, is that every single batch that goes out? Every single batch. Wow, okay, so, right, so, well, that, that kind of blows the argument out of the water then of the, the idea that maybe the ingredients are changing or maybe there's something different in the water because it wouldn't get past the quality panel. No. Right. And um, we also, just to add to that as well, we also have training for an hour every week as well on a Tuesday afternoon, so I just did it today. Yeah. We're making sure everyone's still picking up. Excellent. Right, so the punk's definitely leaving here in great condition. Um, yeah. It's it's hard to say why it's getting singled out 
specifically, I mean, my only guess on that is obviously the amount of punk that leaves the building compared to everything else is yeah, much definitely. higher. It's much more, it's on draft, draft, sorry, it's on draft in a lot more places, and that's probably when it's it's open to even more external factors yeah. that are out with Brewdog's control because it's not, you know, there's lines, there's cellar equipment, and there's gas and everything else involved there. Definitely. So, what steps have you got in place to? check that this issue isn't happening okay so one of the things we have just started at the moment is a scheme called punk patrol punk patrol yeah you're not out looking for punks no okay (laughs) we are out drinking brew dog beer basically and what we do is we have a little app a little website link we can go to on our phone tablet whatever and when you get a bottle of punk a pint uh, it doesn't even have to be punk can be anything you will go on this and you'll literally just rate it so it'll ask you questions like, what's the best before date? Um, was it in the fridge? Was it chilled? Was it at the right temperature? Um, how was it served? Things like that. And so does, it, does this even apply to supermarkets and things like oh, that? Oh, yeah. So you pick up a bottle in a supermarket, check the date, taste it, see what you think. And uh, the, the point, whole point of that is they can narrow down where it seems like we're having issues mm-hmm. and then we can obviously take action to try and correct that if it's yeah and if um, is this available to anyone or is it only really an internal thing at the moment I'm not 100% sure we had a, an email go out to all staff with it yeah but I don't think I've seen anything for general public uh, right I'll have to pause the interview there and we'll pick back up with Ben in a future episode thank you very much Ben um, now we were extremely lucky that not long after recording that interview all three of us got to see and taste for ourselves exactly what's involved in making sure that the beer coming out of the brewery is absolutely perfect it was quite an eye-opener yeah we did the quality tour definitely worth it definitely worth it if you get a chance to go up to the brewery yeah to take part this- of that this is something that the uh, our very own Brewdog Cameron has introduced um, a tour of the uh, quality um, offices, facility, facility, labs. There we go. That's the word I'm looking for. So, Peter, um, take us through it. We started, where did we start? Uh, we started up, I mean, all, all three rooms are kind of connected together in one part of the building, but we started in the R&D lab initially, I think, wasn't mm-hmm. it? Big mach- like, yep. There were so many machines. And they, they were, all, they were, oh, they were proper out of like science fiction. Age. Yeah, 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 yeah. Doctor Who. <laughs> no, it was it was basically the lab from Naked Gun, where the guy goes in and he's there with a the white coat, and you walk through the door, but there's not a door there. It's like side of the wall. It just exactly proper white coat. She, she lab. kept when we were doing. She was talking to us, and she kept opening machines up, and there was you could see all the gubbins inside all moving around, and she was telling us what they all do, and we just stood there going, "Uh huh, okay, that's cool." <laughs> And they had that cool machine where you get to sniff flavours. Yeah, I missed that. Yeah, that was good. I I I enjoyed sniffing that tube. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then after that, we moved in the same room. It's quite a big room. And then at the back of the room, there was uh, we, we were asked to fill out forms comparing ABV, acidity, gravity of the beers, and yeah, things like that. Yeah, that's right. So we we had um, when they do their tests on the beer. Obviously, they check all the different levels, the pH levels, and all that. Or you know, the percentage or if there's certain things that would affect the beer. And you've obviously you can't get the beer perfect every time one hundred percent. But you do you do realise that they do have a small window of variation each one. It won't affect overall taste that much. Yeah. It shows, you know, that they're definitely working to high quality. 
Yeah, it was cool because they got us to to take a report sheet on uh, five a.m. I think it was. Yeah, and uh, fill out one of their actual forms, um, ticking boxes to say whether this would actually pass or fail. And uh, I think we had two, and one of them we wouldn't let through because the ABV wasn't there. Mm-hmm. Um, but one of them was absolutely spot on. So, and then they let us taste it as well, which was cool. Yeah. Uh, and then through next door, it all got really clever. Uh, it was filled with Petri dishes and a, and a very helpful man. What was that stage called? I think that was the R&D lab or the beer analysis side of things. Um, mainly, he was showing you, like, did you not remember looking at the the digital graph or the digital, like, screenshot of the, what do you call that? With all the proteins. You used a microscope, yeah, the proteins, and you could see, like, it was green and red and what was good, what was bad and stuff. And yeah. they, they would count. Was that proteins they were counting on the screen? That was proteins, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I know they got a brand new bit of kit in that they were really chuffed about because it allows them to do, you know that thing that you see on like detective programs where they take a swab and they put it on a little Petri dish yeah, yeah, yeah. and then it takes a week to see what grows. They've got a machine that can speed that process up to be instead of a week, just a few hours. Oh, yeah, and it's better. Yeah, that's going to make a really big difference for them to be able to tell what's going on with the yeasts and things like that that they're using. So, and what's interesting um, as well is rather than having to send the stuff out to get checked, they can do it in house, which mm-hmm. which they can actually check other people's beers as well in house. Well, that's what they're saying. They yeah. think they need an agency or some you know yeah. scientific body they send stuff off to for cross cross referencing results. Yeah, yeah. I I mean I had absolutely no idea there was yeah. this level of of work going into making sure that our oh, beer tastes good. Um, but the best bit, of course, about the tasting good oh, was was the sensory room that we went in. Um, <laughs> so the last part, yeah, we went through, we sat at the table, we got uh, told a few things about how to taste beer properly. Sorry, how to smell and taste beer properly, which was quite interesting. And then we got to go into the sensory deception deception room. Perception, sensory deception, deprivation, deprivation is it? Basically, just a small. It's a small. Booth. It was like a yeah. It was like a, it looked like see if you were going to jail and you've got the, the windows with the phones. Yes, it was yeah. That kind of layout. It was that kind of layout? But obviously you were not in jail. You were in. And a red lamp. Beer. So. And a red lamp. So yeah. You see the kind. So of, you couldn't the see beer. the colour of the beers. And they gave us four beers, and they said, uh, "Right, go ahead and tell us. Um, fill out what's these what? forms. Tell us what's good. Tell us what's bad. See how you get on." It was the forms were which one tastes like punk and which one smells like punk. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you had to, you know, go through, you know, sample one, sample two, sample three, and sample four. Does it smell like punk? Yes or no? Does it taste like punk? Yes or no? Rob. Yeah. How, how did you get on? Exceptionally badly. <laughs> Peter, I was. I don't feel that. Oh well, I don't know who was worse, me or you, Rob. I mean, I did what I right. See, people need to know. I thought we we're going to try four Excuses. four different punks, right? So. <laughs> My preconceived notion was maybe it would be like an old punk or you know a spike punk. What was the first beer we tried again? So the oh, first one was right. the it first was one was Jack Hammer. The first one was Jack Hammer. That's the one that I said. Oh yeah, this is definitely punk IPA. Nope, no, it was Jack no, Hammer. No. And what I liked, what I liked when we did this in the sensory like seat bit. So what was the second beer we tried that I gave a zero? And Rob, I think you did the same. You said that's definitely not punk. It was punk. It was <laughs> in punk. fact, we'd been drinking. 20 minutes, not even 10 minutes ago in the room before it. So like, it oh my God. What had happened was they, they poured from a jug punk to everybody <coughs> as a taster as you went in to give the talk. And then you, they used the same punk from that jug in sample the number test. two. Rob and Peter both said, nah, it's the worst beer I've ever tasted. 
it was the same beer. Can you see how bright red my face is? I can actually see. (laughs) (laughs) I'm so mortified. I identified. I identified Jackhammer as punk. I identified punk as an off punk. (laughs) You the the third one was was spiked, spiked. and the fourth one was a year old punk. Now I called that five a.m. Yeah, you did. Now. Afterwards, again, once we got all this revealed, we got to taste the difference between two or three day old punk and one year old punk, and I could not believe the difference. Oh, why? Yeah. I I think if there is anything at all um, in going on with quality of punk as it gets out to the supermarkets and gets out to the pubs, the age of it is the absolute overwhelming factor. Even oh, after we well, we learned that even after two weeks, the the taste profile can change quite a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, so I mean, after a year, it, it, you know, in many ways, you know, I think I think they've said that, that ideally they wouldn't even have a one year best before date on the cans and kegs of punk, but it's it needs to be there because that's the contracts with the supermarket. It's it's so after its best after a year, it's it's a different drink altogether. I I, I didn't mind it. I didn't mind it to be honest. I thought it was it was nice enough, but it, it wasn't punk as we knew it. You know. Yeah, all well, all the sort of hops had died away, hadn't it? Really? It was very malty. Yeah, it was got, malty. All I got, yeah, all I got was malty caramel. That's yeah. what I called it five a.m. Yeah, yeah. But it was very so, good. Yeah, really enjoyed it, and thank you very much, Cam, for uh, for setting that up. Um, I, I hope a lot more equity punks get to do that in the future. If you see it coming up um, at next year's HM or up at Beatnik, please do go along because it's Jump a fascinating, it. absolutely fascinating tour. So, right, uh, other news now. We've got uh, a few other bits that have happened in the last couple of weeks that we need to bring folk up to speed on. Um, one from just yesterday, Saturday, um, Camera, uh, the campaign for real ale here in the UK, they had their uh, AGM. And I think there was several thousand people voted on whether they were going to make some really substantial changes to uh, the the campaign, uh, their whole structure, basically. Um, looks like 18,000 members who voted online and at Camera's a, uh, yeah. actual AGM in Coventry. Um, 72% of them, according to the BBC, uh, voted that they were going to support the motion to act as the voice and represent the interest of all pub goers and beer and cider and perry drinkers. Um, But it didn't pass because they needed to get 75% of people. So missed it by a short bit, but that now means that camera will be sticking purely to their original mission of campaigning for real ale in pubs. Yeah, I mean, there's a great discussion going on on this as we speak on the forums uh, of people who've got camera memberships. I've seen three people uh, already have said, yep, that's it, I'm returning my membership, not interested. Um, For a lot of them, it's just turned into a uh, discount for Weatherspoons because (laughs) apparently you pay your £25 membership to Cameron, you you get 15 quid's worth of uh, Weatherspoons vouchers. Um, just yeah, I thought. What I else thought, is there to say? Twenty. I thought it was twenty. Twenty quid. Maybe it was twenty. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, it just. I feel a little bit sad because I, I think you know cameras kind of always been completely unrelevant to me, and things are obviously yeah. changing. I think they had a real opportunity here to um, make the kind of changes that they need. I mean, who knows? Maybe they can in the future, but it feels now that, that if they were irrelevant before to you know the kind of beers that we generally drink. This is perhaps a nail in the coffin for them. I don't know. Um, next news story. Um, Peter, uh, you've got this one. Um, I've got tattoo discount. 
Yeah, so when Brewdog um, initially opened the first Edinburgh bar way back in March 2011, they actually had it on their blog at the time, you know, as an offer that if you went to the bar and got a ta- Brewdog tattoo, you would get a 20% discount on... I had completely uh, forgotten about this, yeah. I know, I know. There was a 20% discount for drinkers that meant basically um, lifetime offer. It stacks with your equity punk discount and you'll get 20% off the your first three drinks per visit. Which is not a bad gimmick at all, and they've literally just whipped it back out the bag again uh, for the short north launch in America. Ah. So, I can go and get a Brewdog tattoo, is that what we're saying? I think we should all get one. Shall Bruce, I'm sorry, Bruce will never get a tattoo. Number one, he's scared of pain. Number two... Oh, oh we behave. behave. Just look, look at you, you're never going to get a tattoo. I've, I've, I'd be like me turning around and saying I'm going to be modelling on a catwalk next week. <laughs> Never yes, going to happen. Settle with that. No, but uh, no, I, I had one of the, remember the old, was it a couple of years ago, the, um, the temporary, bo- ones. temporary ones. I got whacked in the side of my neck and couldn't get it off for a couple of days. So. That was quite funny. <laughs> yeah. But no, I, yeah, listen, I think it's all right. I think it's a quite a good idea. A couple of bits of bad news now. Um, Green Flash, the uh, American craft brewers, um, They've had ambitious plans uh, to become the national force in the UF craft, U.S. craft beer scene, uh, distributing to all 50 states from their San Diego and Virginia bases, but they've been unable to make the repayments on their £20 million loan, mm-hmm. and as a result of which they had to cease trading. Um, they've now found a buyer, which is a um, it's a new group that's basically taking ownership of them, but they're just massively reducing the entire operation. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, and there's management changes uh, and all sorts going on. So they, they, the Green Flash will still exist, but it will it be nothing like um, what they were going to be doing before. So bit of shame there. Yeah, and there's nice. more. There's more bad news. Peter, you've got this story here about the European AGM, uh, Brewdog AGM, that we were looking forward to. Oh, no, that got cancelled. So apparently they found this great venue in Stockholm, um, but the price was just too high and they were not even going to let Brewdog actually have their own staff serve the drinks, which is a bit silly when you consider they're all CBS certified. Oh, yeah, there's no way Brewdog would... Agree to anything like that, yeah. No, because, I mean, the staff there just wouldn't have the depth of knowledge about the beers they were serving. I know, I know. So what, what are they going to plan on doing instead then? Well, that's what I was about to say. Just off the back of that, they're going to actually um, do a kind of mini beer festival approach, you know, a few festival type things in the key markets and it will be open to everyone. Ah. But you, as an equity punk, you can expect a VIP area apparently as well as equity punk packages for the festivals. Is that possibly uh, with a view to trialling something like that here? I don't know, maybe it'd be quite good. I think it'd be a lot better, especially if, if it could turn into a proper festival that music and beer over three days. Can you imagine an AGM like that? Yeah. Can you imagine an AGM week? Well, I might even get in. <laughs> <laughs> well, if yeah. it's a festival, you're definitely going to be allowed to backpack. Yeah. Well, anyway. Yeah, moving on. Um, Right, Cameron's posted up, a friend of the show, Breedog Cameron, he's posted up the uh, Dog Tales. They, they're relaunching it. Um, I don't know if you remember, you probably wouldn't even notice, Bruce, because you're not that good at checking your emails, but there was uh, you'd have been getting emails through last year occasionally, just with a PDF attached that had some information about what was going on within mm-hmm. Breedog. Well, big relaunch coming up this Friday. Uh, looking forward to it. Um, I'll make sure that that actually goes into a proper folder this time and actually get to read them because last year my my email reading skills were 
way yeah. down the list of Subpar. priorities. No, I just just I couldn't be bothered. I just relied. Sounds I just like, relied on Rob to, to let me know what was happening. <laughs> so next year they're going to sorry next Friday they're going to be launching that. Uh, and Cameron also posted out that um, they're going to be launching a competition. Uh, every month there'll be a competition where you can win a case of punk every month for a whole year. Ooh. So that's I noticed that straight away. Uh, and the theme is um, summer drinking. All you've got to do is take a photograph um, to take a lovely picture. Something related to summer drinking, which obviously in, in Australia right now it's winter. In Scotland, it's still practically winter. <laughs> um, well, the last two days have been roasted. Yes, it was great. So, yeah, so summer drinking um, is quite a loose theme. But yeah, basically take a photo. You have to tag it up with a couple of hashtags. All the information will be in uh, Dogtails. But I'm really looking forward to this. We've got a lot of photography friends, haven't we, Bruce? That, yeah. um, I've got an idea already. Always, always looking for uh, excuses <laughs> to get to be as drunk in the sunshine. So yeah, really looking forward to that one. And uh, yeah, hopefully uh, hopefully the new Dogtails as well will be something we should be talking about on the next episode. Is there a closing date for the, the photography competition? I don't know. I, we'll find Cameron out. hasn't put the details up yet, but I think we'll find out on Friday. Yeah, cool. 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 Um, yeah, next up we have um, plastic can holders is the little note yes. I had here. They're going away, aren't they, Bruce? They are indeed. Back, if you actually remember, back um, March of this year, um, Brudel Cameron actually mentioned that they were changing from from the um, pack tech to wave grip. Now, yeah, nine, we spoke about it in one of yeah, our yeah. preview episodes at length, didn't we? Yeah. yeah, that's right. And nine days ago, only nine days ago, James popped up on the forum with a short one line message and all it said on it was this we are moving to recycled cardboard boxes like we have in America in the next four weeks and a photograph of it looked like a six pack of punk in a cardboard box and that was it um, questions were asked is this for four or six packs or bigger and the, the reply from James was all so yeah so they're looking to move to completely recycled cardboard boxes which is a, a boost for the environment yeah, I think, um, well, boost for the environment if the recycling doesn't use more resources than the plastic, but I think everyone will be glad that the uh, plastic yeah. sort of ring holder things are not going to be in existence for I think, very long. I think it looks better. I think the the boxes stack better on the shelves. They, they, they look nicer. Um, Definitely. They, they can be reused. I was just thinking as well, if you've got a supermarket shelf full of beers, then Brewdog will be one of the very few ones in cardboard boxes, so they'll actually stick out, and there's a lot more room then to print cool stuff on the side of the box. Absolutely. I'll give you a laugh. There was on the forum further down, there was a photograph of a turtle photoshopped with its legs coming outside a cardboard box. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. But yeah, um, that's, that's, that's all good. Looking forward to that. Yeah, cool. Right, I'll have to move on, Bruce. Uh, certified beer server, Cicerone. They have opened this up to us as well. You were always able to do the uh, Cicerone exam because it's an external uh, course and exam. Uh, but now that they've uh, got a discount for us. So Equity Punks, you can now sit the Cicerone Certified Beer Server exam. It will cost you £50, I believe. 49 yeah, something 49 like it's about $70, something like that. Um, but I thought it would be great uh, for the listeners of our podcast if us three Ooh. took the course and sat the exam, so oh. as we vaguely have an idea of what we're talking about with this stuff. 
Yeah, I don't know what you're talking about. I'm, I'm a master. I did the test quiz in one minute, got 100%. <laughs> I'm no worried, mate. If I had 50 quid right now, I'd go do it. No, I need to actually study, I think. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, yeah, I think that we should, uh, as our homework over the next few weeks, we should tackle one section each couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. Uh, come back on here, talk about it, talk about what we learnt. Um, yeah, that sounds good. Yeah, that, and then that will hopefully lead us up to being able to take the exam, which might be uh, able to take, well, obviously be able to take the microphones into the exam, but we can certainly uh, get together, have a beer and get the exam done together. So that should be good fun. See where they're talking about serving beer about. into glasses. Is there any mention of um, jam jars? <laughs> Only if it comes with a lid and a red straw. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, uh, fanzine, um, much to say on fanzine, but uh, probably one of the most important things is, Peter, there was an issue that came up on the forum when the first fanzine deliveries went out. Fanzine, for those who have not been paying any attention, it is a £11 every two weeks subscription. You get three cans of brand new uh, beer from BrewDog uh, through the post, um, and if you really like them, and everybody else does too, they will probably get rebrewed and put into the bars. So... Fanzine, people had problems. Peter? Yeah, so there was a bit of a bug when people were setting up their addresses and it defaulted to some people's billing addresses. So obviously it might have went to their mums or their friends or it's just not arrived because it's went to an old address or, you know, it's not where they expected to get it. Speaking of which, did you did you try them? Aye, and I thought they were absolutely amazing. Did you? No, yeah, we we were speaking sort of uh, over the weekend about this, weren't we? Bruce? And I was quite, um, to be honest, I was quite dismissive, dismissive about it being. I don't think I would pay twenty two quid a month for six beers, and you, you're very supportive of the fact that you are going to get to taste all these new beers. And I'm like, well, what if they're what if they're not very nice? What if I don't enjoy them? It turns out that the three beers I had, two of them were I enjoyed. Um, the Zephyr, it was all right. You know, I, I wouldn't drink it, I wouldn't buy it, but I, I didn't. Unlike, you know, unlike one beer that I tried before, not a Brewdog beer. That as soon as I opened it, tasted that poor, you know, I poured the whole bottle down the sink. Um, at this, before I didn't. No, 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 okay. no. It was, it was something else. But, That's but fine. you know, well, we'll see with the next lot. Um, and if that's two, two sets that I'm pleased with, you know, I might, I might sign up. It's good that you can just stop and start when you want. Ah, well. definitely. Okay, and uh, last bit of news to tell you about. We've got our own competition launching. Uh, keep an eye out on our social media channels over the next uh, week or so. Um, we uh, can't say too much at this stage, but if you like ordering beer online, this will be of great interest to you. Um, yeah, like I say, keep an eye out. We'll be launching it soon. We're just getting some details worked out, and uh, we'll be talking about it on the next podcast as well. Okay, well, that's more than enough for this week's podcast. We'll be back in two weeks' time where we're going to be talking about Hawk's Cider, uh, more on fanzine, and we've got a ton more news stories that we've got to carry over from this week's episode. Uh, later this week, we're going to be launching our Patreon. Uh, it's a really cool way which you can help us keep this podcast on the air, so there'll be more on that soon. Um, but let's wrap things up, give everyone a chance to say where they can be found online. First, yourself, Peter. Uh, fake Vox on the forum, Fake Vox with two X's on Instagram. Marvellous. Uh, you can mostly find me anywhere. Oh, that's your bit, Bruce. You may as well see it. I'm Brulafoo. Yeah, you can find me anywhere you look for the uh, tag at Brulafoo. Usually on Instagram. Been a bit quiet there just recently, but heading back shortly. Cool. And you can find me at Sunscream on the Twitter. 
Uh, same on the forum, Sunscreen, and you can also find out about my day job by visiting robertcooper.xyz. Right, that's it for this week. Send us a voicemail at our brand new local rate number 01224 518 501. You can email us studio at brewdognewspodcast.com. We're on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash brewdognewspodcast and our Twitter is at brewdognews. Show notes, past episodes, always available on our new website at brewdognewspodcast.com. Don't forget to subscribe to make sure that you get the latest episodes as soon as they're available. There's links on the website for how to do that. Stick around for the pub quiz and we've got Billy's Odes to Rob, which is all coming up next. Have a great week, everybody. Bye. See you later. Video. Right, okay, gentlemen, quiz, pub quiz time, your favourite time of the week. I don't know what the current score is. 2 1 to me, or not? Yeah, I think you're Something like that. Up. Yep. So, uh, this is a round of questions based on the subject of time. Okay, six o'clock. Not, no, not, not the time. 20 past three, actually. Not the herd. <laughs> right, here we go. Question one. We are currently on British summertime. During winter, we are on Greenwich Mean Time. But where is Greenwich? London. Boom. Straight wow. in there. Nice and easy wow. one. That's, that's totally about time. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, give it, I'll, I'll give it for one now. Question two. How many time zones does Russia have? Three. Four. Four. Five. Two. One. Eleven. What? Uh, question three. How many times does the Earth rotate in a single week? Around the sun or the Earth rotates? So how many times does the Earth rotate in a single week? Seven? I'm going to say 28. What? Thousand. <laughs> oh, wait, wait, no, wait, wait, it's a seven. <laughs> yes, it's seven. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> I was overthinking that beyond oh, my life. Two know me. How many months have 30 days? Four. Nope. Five. Nope. Six. All of them 12. No, 11. 11. 11. It is oh, 11. Oh, clever. <laughs> Did you not see me singing my head, doing my head like 30 days half September? I, I was doing the same. November. Okay, uh, and how many hours ahead or behind of us are South Africa? None. Nope. One. One. South Africa's one. One ahead or behind? One ahead. Behind. One ahead is correct, but uh, yes. I, I tell you why I know this is because my friend that I work with, Richard, is actually just in South Africa, Cape Town, right now. No one cares. No. <laughs> Richard would. <laughs> right. <laughs> anyway, let's uh, bugger off. I've did I win that one? Two two. Yes. Yes. Get two it. two. Aye, aye, aye. Right. Let's call it a day, gentlemen. I've got to go and edit all Peter's swearing out of the podcast. Um, I've got to go and wallpaper strip now. <sighs> let's play in uh, Billy's. Oh, what, why? Rob. What, why is this? Why is he playing this? I don't even want to talk about it. <laughs> this one's called Ode to Rob.
was an April weekend in 2018 We knew what lay ahead for us, a carnage not yet seen Started on the Friday, Overworks was nearly here We lined up a few flights and tasted all the new sour beer We knew the very next day was Bulldogs AGM this day it comes but once a year of excitement levels 10 We finished up in dog tap, a great end to night one Looking forward to the next day, soon it came undone We breakfasted in Castlegate, the bacon rolls were ace A pint of punk for the road, yeah we love this place We headed to the bus stop, heard Kev was on his way We rocked up to the venue Ready to start our day We scanned my ticket from my phone I aimed straight for our spot Claimed our normal table Damn boy I was hot Then somebody sat beside me As I returned with my first beer They said some words I never thought That I would ever hear Bro, never get in No way, never get in we were all in the venue and he never got in I took a sip of my beer and I knew that Rob was near But he never got in, no, no, he never got in What happened like I asked him, security they said Something about Manchester and all their friends are dead But what's that got to do with Rob, nobody really knew Anyway, we'd better go and get our pal Matthew Cos he never get in No, he never get in We were all in the venue and he never got in I took a sip of my beer I knew that Rob was near But he never got in No, no, he never got in As Andy tried the Northern Rock Something lemonade Oh yeah, that's a good one A favourite it was said I glanced at podcast flyers Scattered all around the table Poor Rob would have liked to drink this But of course he wasn't able Cos he never get in No, he never get in We were all in the venue And he never got in I took a sip of my beer and I knew that Rob was near But he never got in, no, no, he never got in No, he never got in, no, no, he never got in